You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Hey, everybody. What's up? It's it's me. It's Broman. We're back with uh, Broman podcast episode 112 featuring Daniel the Demon. Daniel the Demon is someone who I've, I've known on Twitch for a while. Uh, we've, we've known each other. We met each other a few times. Uh, I originally met him streaming Warframe and uh, and then I followed him on his socials and he does all sorts of super awesome shit. So uh, Daniel is a great example of, of somebody who I think kind of really embraces everything that they enjoy and then puts out really good organic content about all of it. Um, and there's no more obvious proof of that than your background right now. Do you want to do you want to let everybody know, like, what is going on back there? Yeah. What's up, everyone? Uh, so right now you are brought back to an old 1990-ish era of video stores where mom and pop shops were a thing where everything was like rankety, you know, shelves were still broken or they were not fully done. Uh, there's a bunch of mix and match stuff. And that's basically what this whole entire store is. It is a retro nostalgic feeling and, and, and a collection of all my VHS in a uh I would say in, in a cool display so that I can be yeah. able to not have it for broadcasting, but also for my Instagram, my Instagram and other social medias. Yeah. So. So for if you, for the people who can't see it, uh, like okay. it looks like a legit for the people listening on audio, like it looks like like your office is a legit like blockbuster, like oh, minus, the, it's, it's, minus the color branding. Everything is like gray. It's like 800 square feet. Shit. in here it's it's th- th- this is the basement it's the bottom of my house so it's almost the same size so there's other rooms uh-huh. in this basement but most of the basement is the video store yeah so the first thing i wanted to talk to you about this is okay. you have this massive collection of vhs tapes and horror tapes and you like clean tapes for people or something yeah demold, like, dude. talk to me talk to me about what it's like to be like collecting like vhs tapes in 2020 Okay, so there's um like, well, what got you started? What got you COVID? interested? <laughs> no, nah, like like just like what's your journey with that? Like what got you started? What what got you interested okay. in that? Yeah, so we'll go back. Uh, I started collecting eight years ago. Uh, I got into a little trouble with my family, doing some things that I wasn't supposed to do, and so I was really honed in. And I was really watched over. So I started going to thrift stores to use my money wisely. Not really, gotcha. but on other things. Things and. Uh, I was definitely using them uh, for for uh, VHS that I really really enjoyed, like you know, like Friday or some Jurassic Park or any any movie that we grew up and that was very classic and a lot of people know liked. You could get them for twenty five cents back eight, eight years ago. Oh, totally. uh, got a VCR, all these kind of things. So that that's how it all started from there, and I started um, posting it on uh, social media. A lot of people started seeing my my pictures. And I started following their content, and I saw that there was a lot of horror films that I remember from the video rental stores. Back in the day, I was unable to rent those movies. My, I was young. My parents were very Catholic. They did right. not want me to watch any of those type of films. They all thought it was the devil, all that kind of crap. Feel and that. So, yeah. And so uh, yeah. I, I didn't really get into them until I was more of a teenager, and I was able to watch a lot of the, 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 the classics that I've missed out and – there was so much a plethora of content that was not even heard of. A lot of people don't even know. There's thousands and thousands of movies, and I wanted to get into them and check them all out. And it's crazy to see how valuable they are. That's a lot of the reasons why I'm into uh, uh, VHS collecting as well. It's not only for the nostalgic reasons and being able to watch them because I do watch the VHS, but it's also for the value. The the value in 2020 nowadays, like you can pick up a tape. If you find a really good tape, you can get them for over $100 or more selling. What? 
Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. So like, I'm not trying to boast, but I no, got a lot of I tapes mean, that could be so like that. So like, you got like, you got like 20 grand sitting behind you. It, it can be. Not me, but I do have friends that are like Oh, that. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, just like people who collect shoes. So like, what's a, what's a hundred dollar tape right now? Like if, if I were to like, like, what would you like? What's like, like, what are we okay, talking pieces. about? Like, I'm so curious. Pieces. pieces. I would say pieces. Yeah. It's a film in 1980. It's grotesque. It's just with a chainsaw chopping people up. Okay. And yeah. it's, it's just, it was it like a, was it like a B movie? Was it actually in oh, theaters? For sure. Like, oh, it, yeah, everything. I don't know if it was in theaters, really haven't uh, done so much research into that. There's a tons of films that are not even in theaters. Some, oh, yeah. some are just straight shot on so video much, that can yeah. be oh. going straight to VHS and was sold or just getting to a distributor huh. and only only did like 20 copies, you know? So uh, the, the limit, the, the quantities can also change. <laughs> so, it, so are these like student films, some of them? Or, or were these like legitimately like this was a director who's directed other stuff and he... I'm just I'm trying to figure out like where the value well, yeah, comes yeah. from and stuff like I'm super curious. The value comes from everywhere. It can be from the people that are the actors that are in it the, okay. to the content that's in it to the directors. And it wasn't the earliest directors like the earliest stuff that the directors have done. Uh, right. but in all honesty, a lot of these movies are directors that people don't know or have made a lot of B movies. Uh, they're very well known in yeah. that realm and even some that are just trying it for their first time and they become a cult classic filmmaker just because their film was so out of it and it, they used so much practical effects and it was it was just raunchy trashy usually the <laughs> trashiest films are the most expensive films it's the weirdest okay so 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 i remember reading like a while ago that okay. vhs tapes in particular degrade like with time and yeah. so when when I started watching some of your stuff on Instagram, where you're like, oh, I just got these like tapes. I'm gonna clean them up. And you had like these gloves on. You were like doing this. I was like, what the fuck is he doing? Um, so like talk a little bit about that. Like, is it is it hard to maintain the collection? Okay, that you have? So, yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up. So demolding is something that I, I broadcast as well and put on you my stream. Uh, that? Content. Yeah, dude. that is yeah, some yeah, I like sick ASMR. I'm sure. Holy crap. People like it when it fast forwards and rewinds. We get, oh, it sounds like hyperdrive. Sound. Yeah. yeah, dude. Oh, my God. But, so tapes were actually only supposed to last for 40 years. Okay. And as you can see, a lot of these tapes are lasting way more than 40 years. I have tapes that are in the in, from the 80s, from the 70s. They are degrading in, in because of storage, because of how people kept them. Sure. Um, and whatever wherever they kept them towards, maybe some magnetic stuff could have made the tape distorted and stuff like that. But in all honesty... I, I, if you, as long as you play the tape, clean the tape, which is demolding. Demolding is a process of fast forwarding and rewinding mold out of a tape, as well as going in and using 91% isopropyl alcohol and cleaning a tape very gently, but inside and outside so that it can be able to play audio well and everything. Because the reason why you want to demold is uh, a lot of tapes get stored really incorrectly. Like I was stating, it could, they can be very, very wet or in a dank environment yeah, and they just grow human. mold inside and i can show you if you'd like it's just it's gross like a white cheese. i would absolutely it's, love to see some nasty ass white cheese all right hold on one second mold. if you don't mind yes I'll, I'll grab it real he's quick. like hold so on, stoked on. he can't believe it no of course i want to see <laughs> this nasty <laughs> shit this is Sweet. gonna be great i'll describe it for so all this audio is a people. trigger warning for those who are not into it so please be careful but I'm just saying it now. I'll give you 10 seconds. I'm going to whip out this VHS, but this is called Terminal Exposure. It's not that big of a film, but it's um, a film that I got from a friend because he wanted me to clean. 
And he said, I can have it. But when I saw it, I was like, ooh, this is a good one to show people, but I really don't want to clean it because it's not a film that I'm really interested in. But Got I, you. you know, it's still something I could show off. But here we go. Okay. It looks something like this. Oh, my. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, you know, wow. the tape is supposed to be black. Yeah, like, it's, it's supposed just to be straight up. That looks like nasty. that looks like a worn out tire. <laughs> that looks like like that looks like a high end three star Michelin <laughs> restaurant plate. Yeah, that it's, is it's gross. gross. What is it a and specific can, type of mold or is it just whatever's around? I, I think that's whatever's around. I don't okay. know if there's specifics. Uh, I do know that it can be white or black. Black is usually harder to get off of black mold. Uh, sure. But I've only seen like one or two tapes like that that have had that, and they're almost none. You can't you can't get them back together. They're done. Oh my so god! These tapes that are have mold, they can be restored. Like this one, all it does is uh, I first make sure there's rewound or for fast forward. I yeah. open it up, I unscrew it, uh, open it up, and then inside I get a Q-tip, isopropyl alcohol. I wipe it all around, then I put it back together, and then I do a fast forward pass with a tool that. Uh, you can make with a Q-tip and uh, microfiber cloth. Hold it against the the tape ma- uh, magnets, and it won't mess it up or anything. Because okay. again, you're not pushing too much. Uh, you're not putting too much pressure. You're not putting too much isopropyl alcohol, and you're not touching it with your hands. So it allows it to clean it up, and you just see it flying everywhere. So that's why whenever I broadcast it, I got to make sure to clean the whole entire uh, office because it gets <laughs> it starts flying. <laughs> I wear a face mask and everything. People are like, "You can't get COVID inside your house." I'm like, "I know. I'm messing with mold, bro." Yeah, like you don't want to have, you know, you don't want your lungs to start growing this shit. Yeah. Like your lungs are also like a moist, dark environment. Mold loves that shit. Yep. (laughs) You don't want to go to the hospital for just doing something to help out, you know, and then help out your friends and shit. But that's what I do. I help out my friends because a lot of them have tapes that they really want to be able to restore. They're worth money. And Mm. I can do it for free because they always like to hook me up with tapes as well. It's like, you know, you you do good. Good things happen back to you. That's pretty. It can happen that way. It can. No, I mean, it sounds like the it sounds like the VHS community is like really friendly. So I know majority. Uh, I know you collect. Well, actually, I don't know. Do you only collect like horror stuff or are you like across the whole spectrum? 90 percent horror. Uh, okay. The reason is not only for the value, it's just the genre that I love the most. It's gotcha. just cheesy and it's it's ridiculous. And it's just it takes me into an escapism that, that it makes me feel like, yeah, it's like it's wrong. It can happen, but at the same time, it's just sometimes it's too far out there. It's like, how can this actually oh, yeah. happen? But um, it's just, it, it, I don't know. It, there's that, a lot of reasons. I'm, I'm fucked up in the head. And that no. Kind of <laughs> reason. no, I mean, but, like, um, I think that I think that the reason all of us like, you know, like horror stories and art have been like part of humanity since forever. Like, even if you look at like all the Renaissance stuff, it's heaven and hell. And they put just yeah. as much work right into making hell look terrifying in the painting. Um, so I, I think that there's something about us that that at like um, as humans, like it, it, accessing fear in a safe environment helps us helps us process fear, I think. Oh, yeah. Right. Like like it, um, it helps to better understand it, too. And to absolutely not be as fearful as as some could be, because there's some people that could be very, you know, they have a phobia. Yeah. And just watching a movie can trigger it. But sometimes maybe therapy it can help out slowly to get some people to feel a little bit better about it yeah they're, they're not actually seeing it right in their face like a let's say a spider you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah 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 a spider in a movie rather than a spider in real life yeah 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 maybe don't start with arachnophobia like, or anything like that but <laughs> yeah the movie <laughs> but yeah 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 well yeah arachnophobia the movie right 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 um no i had so so like my first really like harrowing 
horror movie experience was I went and saw The Ring in theaters. Oh, that was a lot of people's big scare. Oh, yep. oh my <laughs> shit, dude. I, I was 16 years old at the time and I was like, really? I All had right. to sleep upstairs with my lights on. Like I had, I was like staring at my TV like you don't want to get any mysterious mixtapes like, or anything like that no, no? man i was like <laughs> my parents had all this vhs shit and i was like that's kryptonite don't touch that shit you don't know what could be on that tape um get away yeah 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 dude so 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 there's that but after that experience i, I got really i really started like engaging more with like the, that genre and like my friends and i in high school we'd get together and watch like evil dead the Evil Dead series, we'd get together and and watch like all of the Jason movies that existed, like every single Hell one, yeah. the, the shitty ones and the whatever. And um and like so that was it was like a real bonding thing. It was like learning to appreciate all the stupid shit and like all the theater craft that they put into stuff. Like uh my friend uh loved to like go through the Evil Dead ones and he'd like pause it and he'd be like, see that shit? You can still see the. He's like you can still see, see the. Shit. He's like you can see that monofilament wire, and then hang on. He like tap four or three times. He's like, and that's the dude inside the suit's ass. And like that's something that I would love to talk about too, because Blu-ray, the the adaptations of Blu-ray and the reformats of them and the remasters, they actually show that, and it's like super pronounced compared to VHS. Really, you don't really see it. Yeah, dude. Like I'm, I watch a lot of these films, and then I watch it again on 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 Blu-ray or on a 4K kind of resolution. Yeah, and you see all the imperfections. You see all the the, the mistakes, the, the raunchiness. Yeah, and then and then when you watch it on VHS, it's almost blended because the the format itself is so bad quality. Yeah, so it's crazy. Yeah, I like movie. It's movie magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, you can tell they were like leaning into like they understood the limitations of the filming medium and how they could mm -hmm. trick it, right? So like the monofilament wire works when it's, you know, 480p, but when you blow it up to 4K, you see everything. <laughs> you and see everything. Looks like crap. So what is what is your your okay, do you have like an underrated horror film pick that you rec you like you're like nobody's seen this shit. I always recommend this shit. No one's seen it? No, or like like like, like the one that you think you would recommend Demons. to people. Demons. Demons. Okay. That's it. What? 1985 Demons by Lamberto Bava. What's that about? It's probably my favorite film. It's uh it's a movie where uh a girl and her best friend skip school. They got a, a ticket, a mysterious ticket to a movie. Okay. And other people got this ticket to a movie. This movie theater hasn't been open in years. They go in and there's props that are showing off and all that stuff. And then a woman, she sees the prop or there's different types of women. You know, there's a pimp with all his ladies. There's uh, uh there's the, the classmates. There's the guys that can match with the classmates. There's uh you know, an older couple. There's, uh, there's a plethora of different okay. people, but they all have different parts in their movie in here. But the main story is that uh, one of the women from the pimp, she wears the mask. The mask has powers because when they watch the movie, it actually explains and shows them what that mask does. And what happens in the movie happens in real life and demons just go everywhere. It's crazy. Oh, that sounds fucked up. And by, yeah, and by the and Man. all in the background is just rock and roll music and some crazy stuff. It's good. I, I like it. I oh God, I'm trying to remember the name of the fucking movie now. There, there's something about like these, like the older horror films from like the '80s, like whenever they would do like evil shit, like evil demons, he is Satan, like he's coming from the pit. All of that shit in the eight 1980s 
is like a thousand times more horrifying on those VHS tapes than like any modern horror film I've seen. And I don't I've always because there's just something about how like the degradation and like how disturbing even the recording medium is at times where you're like, wait, what's that? Was that just like a hair on the thing or like, oh, God, like, you know, you have like all of these these like moments. So like what? When when God, I have like so many questions for you about horror. You can movies. ask them all. Dude. No, I'm you trying to. I'm all. trying to. I'm trying to like <laughs> distill it down to like one thought. Oh God! So yeah, like, yeah. what do you? <laughs> what do you think it, it is? What what for you makes a a phenomenal horror film? Like make what, it fun. What make it? Oh, make it fun. Like a fun cast. Uh, I like I like the old you know the cliche. Uh, there's the jock. There's the nerd. Right. There's all the stuff. You know, sometimes they can go super, super out of it. Sometimes they don't have to. Um, I definitely love when things go wrong and just I love splatter. I love gore. So a lot of that, a lot of just measly stuff. Um, it, the, the acting or the acting itself doesn't have to be too crazy as long as it's not just like you're just standing there and just saying one line and that's it. Oh, I, I'm not into that kind of stuff. I, yeah. I definitely would like a little bit of a <laughs> dialogue. But in yeah. all honesty, as long as it has, it's fun. I love music, a good soundtrack. It needs to have a good oh. soundtrack. I collect vinyl as well. So like movies in my vinyl. So uh, if, if it has a good soundtrack, I already fell in love. Because there's a movie that a lot of people said it stunk that was recently. Uh, it Follows. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I haven't but seen it follows. it follows. The soundtrack is so good. It makes the movie. Really? really? It makes the movie. I, like if you were to take away the soundtrack and just put it, it would be eh. Like it's good, but it's eh. So, um, that's actually a great point. I feel like more than, more than most other genres, horror is really dependent on sound. Like, Mm -hmm. like I I realize sound make or break a lot of different kinds of movies, but like, you know, generic action flick 52 can still use like a Wilhelm scream and you're like, God, I don't care. But like, you know, you you really oh, have right. to nail the tension in the music and and in the sound effects to make everything else that's coming alive on screen pay off, right? I have a good example for that too because yeah, there's a movie like called it. Spookies. Spookies. There's a movie called Spookies that uh, is known for the farting monsters because okay. there's a scene in there where there's just these sewer monsters and you would think that they're going to come and you have that that dun 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 you know like yeah. really tense like high tense synth music but no it goes straight up to just farting sounds okay like, <laughs> so it just changed the whole movie to comedy in that scent in that scene right there so like huh. you're right 100 percent. music does a sound does make a horror That's film like so that cool. much scarier so so if somebody wanted to get into collecting like where would they start other than obviously your stream, <laughs> which if I would, mean, it's at Daniel the Demon everywhere. But like other than there, which they uh, should absolutely you, start. I would say definitely uh, look up resources online. Go to thrift stores. Check out your Goodwills. Check out your mom and pop shops. A lot of people still do sell VHS if you're trying to get into VHS. But if you're just trying to get into nostalgic things, definitely there is a market everywhere for it. Instagram, even social media even has a huge market for it. Facebook marketplace. There's everywhere. If you're trying to find something like that, you can literally find it on every marketplace out there. It's not dead. Yeah, man. So. So do you you don't even have to go to a channel. Yeah. Are you like, 
No, you need to go to your channel. That's bullshit. <laughs> if you're listening to this and you think any of this is cool and you don't go check out Daniel everywhere, you're you're a jerk. Thank you. Man. Okay. That's a jerk thing to do. Don't be a jerk. Be a nice, nice person and go follow everyone. I'm uh, that's okay. That's my pitch. Um, <laughs> fucking hell. Okay. So you um, are you actively you're talking about value and valuation and things like that. <clears throat> are you are you actively like trading? Are you like engaged in the financial play of of the market oh, of sure. VHS? So are you making like a, a reasonable income off of that, or is it just like a side hustle? No, uh, I don't. I actually I don't sell any of my films, nor oh. have I. I the fir- the reason being is because I do not have a, a lot of films that come in to be able to sell, or I don't get a lot of films for the uh, for much lower, so that I can be able to make a little bit of a profit for it. Gotcha. Uh, okay. I came in, and I'm going to be honest. I came into the uh, com- the VHS community again in 2018 through Instagram and. The amount of love and and the amount of awesomeness that these people have helped me out with, especially that I found out in the PNW how many friends I have made through VHS because they are all around here. I didn't know that they were here. Um, So I got to meet so many of them, so many of the bigger names that are well-known and have all these crazy films. And with helping them out and whatnot and, and, you know, demolding their tapes and stuff, they have definitely given me tapes and hooked me up with tapes on, on with lower than the value that you see anywhere online. And it's just been it's been so th- so grateful. So all these tapes that I've been getting, I've really want to give back. So I've been doing like more giveaways or trying to help people out. And I do trade like even if it's not a if you guys don't have a super rare film, but I have a film that you want. If we can if it's a film that I want, we can make it trade. You know what I'm saying? Like you got something I want. I got something you want. I want to help you out. And, and that's what it is about the community the community. You want to help people out to be able to continue their, their, their love for it. You don't want to be that haggler or that person that's like, I got it. You can't get it. Nanny, nanny, nanny. And it just, it's like, dang, dude. Yeah. But there so, is stuff like that. So the, Yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like, and this was kind of the vibe that I got watching you get involved on socials with this is it felt like the community was super welcoming. Cause yes. usually when you get down to like, uh, like a really small segment of people that are super passionate about something that like, maybe it's a narrow interest subject, right? Like not everybody's collecting VHS, you know, not everybody would want to have like a fucking Superboy back there with Chrono Trigger in it. Right. Like that, that's meaningless to a lot of people. But to me, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll buy 10 more. Um, I always tend to like, I always feel like people end up being really kind there. So, so we've been talking a lot about, about that. Um, but you also like you you stream and you yeah. do a whole bunch of other stuff. So like uh, usually when people are on here, that's the first thing we talk about. Um, and but oh, I was distracted. So, uh, so a little bit of a, a switch. Um, what got you in, into streaming? What got you? You also have you're part of the flagship team, right? Yes, yeah. correct. Yeah. yeah. And so like you collaborate with people, you know, um, like like what's your story? What's your process? Like, how'd you get there? So I started broadcasting on a whim, like basically I, I, I started in April, 2015, just lollygagging. I wanted to do it with my brother and my, and my cousin. We were just making videos cause it was the easiest way to record a video, to have it there and not have it like on YouTube and, and stuff like yeah. that. Cause I've had a lot of bash and hate on YouTube. So I was just like, yeah, I want to get out of that. So uh, definitely this Word. is in the 2015. So 
Yeah. Um, okay. I was just like, all right. So I tried Twitch and it was really cool, but I, w- I wasn't going for views. I wasn't going for any kind of monetization. I wasn't even trying. It was just a hundred percent. This is a, something for me and my, 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 my family to just make some funny videos on Grand Theft Auto and TF2, Team Fortress 2. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. After that, I uh, met a coworker who was pretty into Twitch and he knew how crazy I was after meeting me for only about a month and was like, yo, have you ever heard of Twitch? And I'm like, yeah, I've dabbled in it, but I really don't, you know, I don't see myself doing it. And I, and I looked at his screen and he was watching people speed running and, and esports where they had thousands and thousands of viewers or hundreds yeah. of viewers. And I'm like, dude, how the hell am I going to ever get to anywhere remotely like this? Like, this is like a once in a yeah. lifetime thing. I don't think I can ever get to there. And he said, brother, let me, let me, let me, let me tell you something. Try this out for six months. If nothing grows from it, if nothing happens, huh. at least you said you tried. At least you said you tried. And you and you will never have that what if moment. You can just say I tried. That's good so advice. I, he was right. Yeah, he tried. So I so I, I did it. And uh, during those six months, people asked me where's my donation link, which I did not have one at the time because I felt like you know I didn't want to be a person that only looks for money. There, I wanted to be hundred percent right. just just make some content, try it out. So it right. got to that point where things started growing and started you know snowballing into an, a little bigger of an avalanche. I then started getting into. Uh, a community warframe yeah uh, because i was doing variety it wasn't really growing more you know i was getting 20 yeah, years yeah. and i was like all right all right all right that's cool but um warframe was really where it, where it took off because i had a lot of people who wanted to help out a lot of people in the community especially the eu community is so friendly yeah warframe like they were like here's everything i want you to do. i want to be on your stream with you i want to make sure like not for like recognition but like they want to be a part yeah, of it they, they want to be a, be a part of it it was nuts. The Warframe dude. So, community is stupid nice. Yes, yes, they are. Yes. And so I grew from there. I've I've done my stuff, and my and, and I've, I'm very happy where I have, where I am become or where I have become, uh, because of it. Uh, now I'm a variety broadcaster. I play a lot of video games. I play anything really. I haven't played much of Warframe. Sadly, I'm waiting for more newer content to be released, sure, especially sure. story wise. Yeah. But uh, definitely been jumping into survival games. I've been doing some like hand simulators and stuff like that. It's hand been funny. Sim- we just played hand, sim- hand simulator last night on the jam. That shit Dude. is awful. I mean, it's fun. The last game we played was the did tank. You the udders? No, we didn't do the udders. We did. Um, I I hit myself in the head with an RPG. Uh, oh. Like, yeah, we were doing the RPG one. I picked it up and I was like, oh, how's this? And it's wham. And I just. Yep. Yeah. I've so that before. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I watched Kevin and uh, I watched Kevin and Tim like work really hard on the bomb diffuse thing, and they like got the lid off, and they were like reading the instructions, and then, and then Kevin goes, "We have twenty seconds to disarm this bomb." And it was just, it was great. Yeah, hand simulator is wild. Sit there, it's like, I can't do shit. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, uh, Tim threw a grenade at me in a boardroom. Uh, oh, yeah. So hand simulators. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the conference game. Yeah. So so that's. Loved, I fucking loved Hand Simulator. So, so you got started on Twitch. You were just there to have fun. Yeah. And like, and now it's a part of of all of the stuff that you do. Do you devote a lot of time to streaming still, or are you more on the VHS side? Like, where do you? Because I feel like all the content that you put out is like super high quality. So I, <laughs> I feel like, oh, oh my god, you. he's spending. God, he must be spending so much time on this Instagram shit. Like, how is he streaming? So, <laughs> like, yeah, is that true? Um, like what's like, what is, what's your distribution when it comes like allocating your time? Yeah. So, uh, in the morning, usually wake up, got my Cuban coffee, 
I love it. Cafe yeah. Cubano. Gotta get it. Gets me started. And then yeah. uh, after that, <laughs> after that, I, uh, you know, I, I can then clean tapes or help people watch Twitch and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, my, my Instagram, I usually do it at night after stream. Okay. Uh, like, like, like the following, the liking, the being able to catch up with people. Um, and if I post during the day, cause that's when it is really heavy. That's when a lot of people are, are, are okay. on Instagram yeah. cause it's all analytics. You know what I'm saying? So I try to make sure that I follow the analytics and I try to go with where my audience is. And so I found a good time for me is around 12 PM PST to like 4 PM PST, the latest and be able to post content, uh, to, to the, to that. But I do take like an hour taking a picture and <laughs> trying to get that, yeah. good, you know, like I'm like, mm, all mm. Your, and then all not only that. Oh no! Continue, continue. I was gonna say all the shit, all the pictures you take, they have that vibe of feeling like you're in a fucking VHS store, which is why I was like, this motherfucker's got to be taking so much time, <laughs> which is awesome. So like you're doing, like tell me about like how much, like how do you do that? Like you said, you're taking an hour to take a shot. So like what's yeah, man? Like it's it's all positioning, trying to figure out where you want to put it, what picture looks the nicest. I want to be able to have my VHS in the background to make sure that you see that it is a VHS store or do I that I do have a collection rather than just be like, oh look at this VHS, you know. I don't know. I always want to include it because that that's my brand. That's my branding. I like showing the stuff behind the stuff. It's it's no, it, I think it that makes, that's, it makes it more full. It gives it it gives it a really strong grounding, you know, <laughs> right? Like when somebody see, like you know like if somebody's like i like horses you're like dope that's cool you like horses and then when they say like i like horses while they're riding on a horse in the middle of a ranch with horses following them and it says their name on the top you're like oh that person really likes horses so Bro, like, i got a vhs of that for you if you need it yeah I mean, <laughs> i'm just kidding yeah be um, awesome though. yeah so like so that's that is when i when i look at your background like that is definitely the aesthetic and what, what I, I was talking to you about this earlier and I introduced you like this, you you do truly embrace all these different aspects of what you do. And you, you don't seem to hold back much when it comes to like creating around things that you enjoy. Like it. Um, I've learned, man, yeah. like in all honesty, with broadcasting, I've learned so much. I grew so much to to, to know that. Yeah, you need to get that community that's going to back you up and be able to watch you and, and, and support you if you want to be able to do this full time. But in all honesty, my, I've learned that my community really likes me being for who I am and, and enjoying what I enjoy rather than trying to, yeah. you know, go with the the trends. They just want me to be me. So that's what I am. I'm me and, and I embrace that fully in the last couple of years is me being me. Mm-hmm. And my channel has grown in a better way rather than just trending follows or, or, or trending games. It's because yeah. of me. It's freaking amazing. I love it. That's, you know, that, I mean, that's something we talked about a lot um, on the podcast is that, you know, when it comes to entertainment, your perspective is your, like, that's your advantage, right? Like, that's it. Like, that's ultimately, like, when it comes to doing anything um, in the arts, your perspective is your skill, right? Like that, like the way that you see things and the way that you approach life informs everything that you do as an artist. And I, so I have always appreciated. And even before this, like when, like your username is Daniel, the demon. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Like this guy's like, he's hard. And then I started seeing clips from your shit and I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. That's a perfect name. Like, that's it. Like, that's like, he picked it. Like my username was something I tied. I was like, I don't know. It'll sound cool. And you, it feels like integrated. 
Um, so, you know, I saw like videos of you headbanging to metal music, which like, I, I'm assuming oh, yeah. you still like metal. Yes. Oh, of course. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, man. Some people metal is a phase. Other people, it's like their way of life. It's uh, my lifestyle. Yeah, no, yeah. I like all forms of music. I'm a variety person. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So I, I you I, know, you always had like this just really strong messaging behind all the stuff that you do and the authenticity is what makes it so cool. Um, oh, thank you, Ben. I fucking I'll I, I'll I'll say nice things about you forever, man. You're you're no, but I'll, I'll, I'll say something nice about you real too, quick too. Professor Broman is perfect for your name because again, you're helping out so much. You, we see you up like a professor. You know what I'm saying? So in all honesty, you, you if it's if it's you okay. are a, a, a person that we all like to look up okay. to. I, at least me. Thank well, you. Well, that's nice. I try to I try to do my best. <laughs> I yeah, live man. up you're to doing my such name. Awesome stuff. So. So what, what is it, what was it like going from, this is going to be a cool question. What was it like going from, uh, like streaming gaming content to including this new part, you know, including the VHS stuff in your stream on Twitch? It was scary as hell, dude, because I didn't know if I was going to, if that was going to tank my show and people were going to be like, all right, let's get out of here. This is, what is this? (laughs) Like, this is old content. This is, nobody cares about VHS like that. They're like, what the? But no, I took a risk. I, I it's all about communication with your community and 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 getting their at least the majority or, or a couple feedback and trying it. And I tried it because what the most you can do is try it once, and if it's not going to work well, don't do it again. Yes, don't do it again. Don't do it again. You can do it. You can do something else. Uh, side note from my incredibly emotional ass: um, if if you try something and it doesn't work out, don't get angry about it. <laughs> oh, I always do. Oh, you're not wrong. I need to work on that myself. Yes, we both do. But uh, you know, like, don't get don't get mad about it. Like, my I always had this huge problem when I would take a risk, and like, I mean, okay, so we'll just like I'll lay it out, man. Like, uh, there was a bunch of games, and I was like, this is gonna be my next big push. I'm gonna like make merch and emotes, and I'm spending money to get ready for the fucking game launch, and then it's Mass Effect Andromeda. So like. <laughs> <laughs> right so like uh <laughs> and like you know like oh jesus um you know so coulda, like shoulda, so you know you you hit that you're going to have moments like that when you're like making content or or when you're doing something new or integrating starting something new like whether you're starting like new approaches of of like for me recently on twitter started posting pictures of outside because I like Good for you. Yeah, I like being I like outside and it's where I spend my mornings now. And it's nice and peaceful. I bet your community enjoys it. Yeah. It's and and the first time I posted. Day. Yeah. The first time I posted, I was like, okay, I like this the smile. And everyone was like, <laughs> yeah, we all fucking like it, too. Do more of this shit, you dumbass. Yeah! <laughs> more outside, less video games. You know, like that's what I got. So but that's good. Um, that means they care about you and your oh, health yeah. and, and your life. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, it it, I, I completely agree. Right. So that's something that's new for me. So so when you when you started streaming all the VHS stuff, like mm-hmm. what's your setup like for that? Like, how does that work? Is it just going to be what people see right here? Do you have like special like tape cam? Like, yeah, I do have. A uh, special okay. tape cam. I, have a, <laughs> I do. Fun. I do. I do. So I have this normal camera here that always has me being able to engage with the community and, and interact with chat. But I do have a uh, like one of those arms uh, that I connect to the back of my 
monitor mount yeah. and it has a C29 uh, C920 camera Logitech C920 that just points straight down at the VCR and then cool. you get two different uh looks you get me mainly and then on the corner right here where where I'm showing is like a box of where the V the VCR is so you get uh, a closer look and you can see what I'm doing, why I'm doing it. I move the VCR, I unscrew, I open it. You get to see the inside of a, v a VHS, which a lot of people have never seen it. You get to see how nasty it can be. Like sometimes, dude, I've seen spider eggs. I've seen cobwebs. Ah! I've seen, yeah, <laughs> I've seen cockroach eggs. Woo! I've seen, it, it's it's Woo! nasty. That's but, gross. <laughs> this is yes. awesome, man. I feel like anyone who's listening to this, if you're into that Dr. Pimple Popper shit, like, oh, God no. damn, this would be like oh. that, but for technology. Uh, yes. Chat, I know people in chat are like, can we see the camera? Unfortunately, uh, it would probably be difficult to toggle that on the Discord call. So what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to go to twitch.tv slash Daniel the Demon and hit the follow button so that you can see inside the tape that has spiders in it. Um, have you Good. ever found like a big ass dead thing in there, like a frog? No, oh, but I geez. definitely found dead spiders for sure. Dead spiders, but I've never found a dead frog. That would that I would be like, whoa! Oh. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> that's a big thing. They yeah. would feel that it's heavy, but like anything can happen. They, they can slip in there. You never know what goes in. It's gonna be like a snake. I'm scared. Be like a, dude, it could be a snake. Like a oh baby snake. Don't even get me. Ooh. I'm already getting chills. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. Chills. Well, now no, I'm not, not that way. I'm just like. Whoo! Because I got a bunch of uh, I got a bunch of tapes that I got to demold later. Not oh. today, but like another, like my buddy just brought me a bunch, and he was like, "I only need three of these tapes cleaned. The rest can be for you." And I'm like, "He dropped thirty tapes over." That's I'm like, pretty okay. good. See, <laughs> you get you win some. How long does it take on average to clean one of those guys? Uh, depending on how dirty it is, for one that looks like this, like the one that I showed yeah. you, it can be an hour. Okay, uh, an but, hour. Uh, an hour and sometimes even more depending on how like you really want to like bro yeah. the <laughs> amount of love and passion people like that i'm learning more and i'm seeing how much care is going in this great an hour what about like yeah. uh what about like uh like ah, a it's fast kinda, one like a quick like, like a 25 quick. minutes 25 to 30 minutes but dude you have to understand i see that as therapeutic to me like sure. being able okay, to, okay, to, okay. to clean being able to escape from like what's going on outside or everything i just literally put on some music start cleaning and seeing things being restored from shit to now it works and you can put it in your vcr without it getting contaminated because something that i didn't get to tell you was okay yeah yeah if yeah. you put if you put a moldy v vhs in your vcr and starts playing all that crust all that mold is going to go into your vcr then that vcr is going to get contaminated which can then affect and contaminate other vhs which is then just it becomes like STDs. It's just it's, it's just, it has like it, a pandemic effect. Exactly. So that's why you got patient up. number one is the goddamn VHS player. That's God insane. Yeah. How the hell? How the hell was this technology that everyone just had in their house? Like it was clear. Like I guess you said it like wasn't made to last. But like I feel like at least with the mold shit. Like I feel like everything there should have been like storage instructions. Like, please keep your VHS sure. in a cool, dry place where people got like, like COVID. Sure. I'm sorry. It was kind of like COVID where right now we don't know the the, 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 the health, what, what what's going to happen to us in the future. So same sure. thing with tapes. We don't know how we didn't know how to take care of them until in the future when shit started happening. Gotcha. And then okay. they're like, OK, so. So when the first people from Florida are like, I don't understand, I've been keeping. <laughs> 
They were like, I kept I kept all 100 of these tapes outside under a tarp. Why won't they play? Oh, it's covered in mold. You know, like that. Dude. Someone. Yeah, that's God, dude. What the hell? I so, used to live in Florida, so most of my tapes from the oh, beginning yeah? were 100 percent moldy or just had, you know, some really, really faded, like faded greasy, tapes for the sun. like, oh, yeah, the yeah, sun the down here is nuts. So like I had to get out of there. <laughs> yeah, it's hot. Wait, where do you live now? I live in uh Portland, Portland, Port- Oregon. Oh, Portland, Oregon. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but I moved from West Palm Beach, Florida. I was like, I'm out. Oh, man. West Palm I'm Beach. Out. Yeah. I still don't know and, Florida well enough to know how far away that is from me in Tampa. Uh, 3 hours. 3 hours. East. It's like <laughs> the most east you can go. Oh, I got you. Oh. Okay, so I was like, boop. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I did I did know that. I knew that chat. You can't prove that I didn't. Okay. So, so we covered the tape stuff. We talked a little bit about music. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm super curious. So, so what, um, you're part of like a team, a Twitch team that does stuff frequently together, like frequently. Um, we've had another member of the team on here before Smashly. Yeah. 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 And she talked about it. Uh, uh, on, on, on the episode we had. So, um, I'd love to talk about it. Yeah. So like <laughs> what, like, tell me more about that. Cause a lot of people like Twitch teams, they tend to like show up and they, they, they haven't fade. And it seems like you've been doing this for a while, uh, with the flagship teams, so, like how that gets started. And like, like, do you have any advice for people about like maintaining a good content team? Yeah. So, so like, there's ever, a lot. I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to start from the beginning and say it uh, as a disclosure, disclosure, like every Twitch team is different. Yes. And 100%. depending on what you want and what you're looking for really is something that you need to do bef- yeah. research wise before you uh, dive deep into a Twitch team. So that's right. something I want to say right off the bat. Our Twitch team, we went in as a couple of established broadcasters that wanted to do this as a business. Right. where we make an LLC and where we make money not only for ourselves but to be able to make events to be able to do things as the flagship. So right. we had, you know, I would say a couple of rough starts or just a slow start, not a rough start, or just a slow start in in our in our business model, but recently we have been doing a lot of different things that helped us raise money. So Unfortunately, TwitchCon is not a thing, but with TwitchCon was, we were going to be dropping money to be able to do a party or something like that, kind of like cool. how other uh, Twitch teams has done in the past or something like that, but mainly for our community because yeah. we did something like that before. But getting back into it, uh, for Twitch teams, if you are wanting to get into a Twitch team, definitely get it with like-minded people, people that have the, you know, what you want and, and how what you're, what you're looking for. Um, there's, I've seen too much on Twitch where there's teams of like 100 people right. or 50 people. Those really, no offense, don't make as much of an impact compared to a very small niche team. Yeah, in a, like in a content my, my creation team. crew. Yeah, right? that's exactly. That's what your like. That's what your approach reminds me of. It's like a, it's like one of those MCNs, you know, that they had back in the day on YouTube. Only it's like owned and operated by a very small group of people, and you're always making content together, and you're the ones who benefit from all of it. It's a complete, complete control. Right. Um, So I have 24 hours. Yeah. And and so like that's all that's it's really impressive to me to know that like that the mind behind all that was like, let's set up an LLC and like make all this other stuff work. What was that like? It was rough. 
It was slow. It was hard getting everything together, but we got it together after, you know, lawyers, attorneys, and just making sure that we're doing the right thing and making the right path. Cause there's seven people in our team. We don't want to mess with seven people's lives. Especially yeah, right. Careers. Right. So, so they, so we made sure to make the right steps to where it doesn't hurt us or it, it, we're doing, it's just, we, we made the right precautions and I'm, I'm sure. glad that for that. Um, yeah, but there, but don't. I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to shoot people or trying no, to say people that I, you're you saying something a, that is very important and that you. people in the space don't really hear enough, especially when it comes to contracts and agreements. Mm-hmm. Is that like you, you, you want the lawyers to write the contracts? You want people to review the contract? You want all that stuff because it's not necessarily like you're out to get each other. It's like. In five years, if, yeah, in five years, if the contract shit, someone finds a hole in it, they could own all of your asses in court. Um, and so like and so it's very important. And I think a lot of people uh, should definitely, you know, you got to you got to make sure when you're writing contracts and we do. I mean, we do that with with GCX and we work very closely with St. Jude and like all of those contracts need to be very pointed in the way that 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 things are written and how things work out. So have a lawyer review your shit is like yes. some of the best advice I've heard anyone say on here. So please don't diminish that. That's great advice. Oh, no, no, no. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm okay. just saying that definitely Twitch teams, if you are wanting to have a Twitch team with your buddies and friends, do it. Right. Definitely. But if that's what you want to do, but you, like I said in the beginning, you need to make sure what you know what you want. If you're trying to grow as a team and wanting to grow together, talk about that. Make that your thing. If it's just a team, just to be like, this is what we're called. We're pretty much a crew, but we don't, and we we like to host each other, but that's pretty much yeah. it. And that's that's just that that's the team that you kind of want to be in. Yeah. But there's many different teams out there. Our our team really wanted to be something different, something like you know like Nerd Fusion or a lot of things out that were that were out there that were sure. very well known. Yeah. And that were doing that kind of uh, business, and and right. we, we wanted to have this slice too. Yeah, I think that I think that people trying to set things up and and take ownership of their contents. A really solid move you know uh if we if we learn our lesson from the youtube space the people that built brands uh that they kept you know most of the ownership in those are the people that are that are that are doing the best right now because they have so much more flexibility now with mm-hmm. what they can do what they can create who they can work with because they spent the time to build the legal framework and they spent the time to to learn how to make stuff like that happen i mean even rare drop like we started rare drop because St. Jude was like, well, we need to work with you, but we have to have an official company to work with because that's, that's how, how for any contract that's how for it us, works. Dude. Right. Yeah. And they were like, we're super happy that you did this together. But like, could you guys maybe make a company? Um, and so we had to do that. And then from that, we have all this, you know, other stuff now that we, you know, we bring some of our cooperative content under this umbrella. So defining goals is huge. What? um Man, you said so much stuff about teams. I think it's so important yeah. that everyone has the same goal on a team, and you really nailed that. Um, you know, uh, it can get, it can get, it can get, and and you have to learn to agree to disagree too. You can't just be angry, and you cannot just be like this person. They're always negative about this. It's just everyone has their own different perspective, and you have to appreciate that, and you have to put it all. It's a business. Yeah, it's a business. Um. <clears throat> I can't type. Um, I uh, so teams. 
Yeah. So like getting everyone together and getting everyone on the same page and agreeing to disagree, like that's a like I think that that's something that is hard for a lot of people to understand <laughs> that like you can you can work closely with somebody but you don't have to absolutely agree on like every decision and even even like on a company level or on a group level like sometimes you'll get voted down sometimes you won't like you know like sometimes you'll be like i think this is a shit idea and everyone's like nah it's a dope idea and then if the idea is dope you have to be humble enough to be like you're right it was dope or if it sucks you have to be humble enough to not be like i told you uh that it would suck you know and it's hard and it's hard and and um I know that all of us as humans, like we go through like those lessons and that learning. Um, and uh, it's it's really difficult. I, I think that I think that uh, at least for like with my upbringing, I was definitely raised to be like combative and antagonistic. And that was something that I had to like let go of <clears throat> uh, to, to really be a good team player. And I think that maybe my other takeaway from what you said was like, you need to be able when you're working on a team, I think it's so important that whenever something is like not jiving, looking at yourself first is like really key. So that way you don't like taking responsibility, right? Like what am I responsible mm-hmm. for in this situation? How can I help? Um, yeah. Instead of like this person fucked it up and how can oh, I make yeah, sure no. everybody knows that they fucked it up and not me and all this other shit. Not worth I'm it. so happy to say that I have never had that situation. Oh, because, that's good. <laughs> yeah, we we we've we're solid. No, I'm yeah, happy. you all. I mean, you all. You you all have all of the content that you make, and and someone in chat is like best team ever. Like you know, like folks. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you guys. So so folks, like folks, really do like what you do as a team does stand out. Um. Uh, okay, so Toxic Pig said so the best part about the flagship is the mutual respect. Uh, they rob each other like they rib each other like siblings, but they always have each other's backs. Yeah, I completely I completely agree. And I think that that's, you know, that's that's a sign of true friendship. I think it's also a sign of 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 a solid team is uh, awareness and acceptance of one another's flaws is usually why you can give each other shit all the time. You know, because everybody knows everyone else without knowing them the most. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Love them. You can't <laughs> roast without knowing them the most. That's a good. That's I mean, it's very true. So like, so you got you guys got all that stuff together, and it took a little while to sort of get going. Um, but now, would you say uh, you're starting to like move into like? a place where you're really doing the things that you want to be doing as a team or like what's next for flagship. Oh, that's something that we're always asking every day. In all honesty, okay. that's something that we, we actually have always had because we, we do meetings. That's something that's very, very, very important. If you're going to be in that type of kind of a, you need to do meetings team. You need yes. to do meetings, weekly meetings and having as many of the broadcasters that can be there as possible. And then yes. have a debrief at the end. So that the people that are not there can know what you were talking about. People taking notes um, like yes. a real business. Uh, <laughs> it is. It is awesome. And uh, so it's those so meetings good. allow us to talk about those kind of things. But yes, we were just talking about what is next for the flagship because we want to make the next steps. It's just what. So right. if you have any resources out there, or if you know anything, <laughs> I'd love to know. But sure. uh, we're always talking about it. For yeah, sure. I don't know. There's there's a lot of you know the the world's so 
like we were talking about earlier, like in the intro, is everything's going through a lot of change and transformation right now. And so it's it's hard, even if you're really good at sort of predicting what what will do well, it's really hard to know. Um, and <laughs> this is my favorite part, because I think people look at individuals like myself or like you or anyone that we've had on this podcast. And they're like, those people have it all figured the fuck out. And no. the reality is, <laughs> and this so is, <laughs> this is what, this is I what I know. love about what we do is that when, when, you know, all the outflowing and all the really good content that we make at the end of the day, it is still every single one of us being insane enough to be like, well, people like me enough that I could do whatever this is. And they're going to say neat. Um, and, and I my mind the, every day. Yeah. And the end of that, the end of that tunnel or the end of that conversation mentally is always like, you, you're just constantly making choices to like, take a chance on X, Y, or Z, you know, for me, like a big chance I've take, I took this year with my content was like, I, I was like, I really like, I really like these battle Royale games that are coming out. I really do actually like Warzone a lot. So am I just going to, am I going to put my money where my mouth is and actually stream what I like? And I did. And for the first few months, right, it didn't go awesome. But now that I've been doing it enough, I've gotten practiced. I don't play like an idiot anymore. I can actually like participate. Um, I got to I got to be I got to be part of like a charity tournament. Like so. So like it was right. Like crazy. Like I suck at video games, but I've worked hard to get better. Come on. I worked hard. I worked hard to get better. Right. And 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 so it showed. And and I I I'm really proud of that. Uh, and it, that, but all of that, like personal growth and meeting new people that, that have happened from making all those changes happened because I was like, I'm going to try and be true to myself and do this. And so I, there's a lot of, uh, yeah. And, and see, the thing is like, I'm sure that both of us could go back and forth for hours being, talking about, oh, I made this decision and then it was a big deal. Um, Oh yeah, I can talk about all the bad stuff, but I don't really want. No, to right no, now. there's no point. It'll no, no <laughs> make me feel sad. There's no point. Like we've all made like it's like I told you about Mass Effect and Drama. Like we've all made dumb content choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but that's the risk of streaming. But that's I mean, you know? we're, you're always you're always occurring or taking on more risk. That's like that's the that's the balance, right? Like everyone always talks about variety streaming versus one game. But the re, like the reality is is it's always a weighted scale. Of Always. what am I trying to accomplish today? And I've seen it in what do things, I want to do have too. Yep, a hundred percent. Uh for sure. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. People in chat are really nice. Okay, so Aww. um we're um I'm gonna I'm gonna take a question from chat and then like okay. we could both talk about it if you want. Um yeah. uh so this is from Riddick. He says, So streaming's a huge dream of mine, and I have uh stuff established to start, however. My wife is super against it. In the past, I used to obsessively game. Uh, so previous problem. Uh, and I tried communicating my dreams and goals. She's not really for it. Kind of at a loss because I don't want to damage our relationship. So this is actually, for me, this is a question I get, I've get. i gotten a lot um, on the podcast. We haven't talked about it in a long time. So I think it's important. Here's, here's the thing. A healthy relationship is a relationship where you can build each other's dreams right um and i I, like like you said like you used to game obsessively and i'm sure there's baggage there but i think that it is important that if you have a persistent dream whatever it is that you discuss it with you know your partner your significant other as as much as you can and and get them to understand your point of view 
you know, one of the one of the most important things I've learned in my life is that if I've had had a discussion with someone and it didn't go well, but it's like about a dream, let's say in your situation, you've had one discussion about this and it didn't go well. Instead of just saying, fuck it. Going and learning a little bit more about how to have that conversation pays massive dividends. Sometimes it is learning new language. Sometimes we don't possess the vocabulary necessary to really compress our thought so that someone else can hear it and decompress it the right way. So like new words, being compassionate, being understanding, you know, I've um, and I, I think that over time that always works out. Um, you know, so that's that's my advice as a married person. Um, I definitely I, have something to say about that. Ah, I love that. This if is great. I can. Yes, please yeah, do. I, that's I, why uh, you're here. I, yeah, thank you. I, I've been with my fiance for eight years. And so I've been broadcasting for five. She's been here before streaming. And when I introduced streaming, because again, streaming was very new back in the day, five, five years ago. It was still oh, very, yes, new, so very new. So no one knew what it was. And when I started, I was very obsessive with it and it became something that I used to do almost every day, almost all the time. And that really affected the relationship mm -hmm. and we needed a lot of communication. So I'm going to echo on what Ben said. You need to communicate with your other half and let them know that this is something that you love, that you really want to try to do. And I would say, try to balance, do small increments, do like an hour of streaming and see how it, well it does. So you know, let, let your, let your wife or your fiance or your other half do their thing that they like to do for an hour, like paint, uh, so whatever. And Compromise. why can't you do something that you enjoy for an hour and then see how it grows from there. And then same thing, how, like kind of how I started, I'm not going to try to echo and be like, do it this way, but try it for six months, see how it, well, it works. If, yeah. it, if you see that, if, it, if, if things aren't, I wouldn't say your content isn't grown, but if you see like relationship if things aren't helping out very well i would say you're gonna have to either sacrifice yeah your wife but i mean like sacrifice no, sac you're gonna have <laughs> you're to make personal sacrifices yeah yeah but but in all honesty i i would say definitely what ben said uh try it uh with, with communicating with her as much as possible and seeing what you can do uh to even get a little bit of it done so you can also be happy because you deserve to be happy doing what you dream of and what you really want you do deserve to be happy. Um, so I, hopefully that hopefully that gives you a little bit of of guidance um, because it is, you know, it's, it's really interesting you brought that up because I was very obsessive when I got started. I did. Oh, God. 12 to 18 hours a day, seven days a week for like two years. Yep. Um, yep. And, you know, I was at the beginning of that. I was single. Um, and then, you know, I started dating Amy in the middle of my, my current wife, if you're listening to the first episode, uh, this is your first time here. Um, Amy, my wife, you know, you know, we met during that period of time and the relationship with Amy was one of the things that made me realize how disgustingly out of balance my life was when it came to work and how it was the only thing that I had and thought about or ever did. And, you know, when she would be like, why don't we do this? I'm like, I don't fucking care. It's not work. I was I was just like that's I was I was obsessed. It's an unhealthy mindset, yeah, and I see a, a lot of new newer broadcasters getting this mindset because again yeah. they feel like they need to grind so hard to be able to get to some place. Yeah, it's not healthy. I I I'll tell you, you know, I mean, I, I like my advice for anyone who's starting now is the the best investment you can make in your stream is truly understanding yourself 
and why people come to watch you in particular. Understanding those two things is going to help you to continue to craft the kind of content that is going to be satisfying for both parties. Um, and I think every broadcaster has stories of like when they played a game just because they knew it was going to do well. And it is some of the most soul crushing shit you can do because you're just you feel you, you, you what you do when you make that choice is you are a creative person who's decided today I don't want to be creative. And so you're trapped in this little mental space um, and you'll do your best. You know, we all do. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know that like there's a there's a way to do things better. So it's important. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Concur. This is like, man. So the other cool thing you mentioned is it, you you gave yourself six months to to see how it would work out, um, mm -hmm. and that is actually like I was like, oh, that was my thing um, when I was with my ex wife uh, <laughs> when I started oh. streaming. Um, you know, we had moved and I said, you know, we just moved. Why don't I put a full time week into streaming every day for six months? Um, and if it starts to make as much as my old job, I'll keep doing it. Um, and which wasn't hard. I made the uh, minimum wage. So all I had to do was make twelve hundred dollars. That was it. <laughs> I was like and I was like, OK, well, if I can't make minimum wage trying to make people laugh on the internet. I have no fucking business trying to make people laugh on the internet. And I'll go back to all this other shit that I was planning. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, and it worked out, you know, even with, um, you know, in the beginning it was only, I took two days off every weekend and I only streamed like eight hours a day, Monday through Friday. Um, and that was it. And I still managed to get to a like that place. Yeah, I know. Right. Like the face you're making, I still don't know how that fucking happened. Um, you know, uh, I think it was a, I think it was a combination of a lot of different like just lucky factors, right? Um, from like the the game that I like to play had like really built in strong community, and um, you know I was doing things in a unique way, and then I made friends with people. Like it was, you know, I mean it was like the typical story of like, oh wow, things just I'll just follow this thread and and see where it goes, and then I'll I'm gonna go over here now, um, mm -hmm. you know. So oh, I concur completely. That's how it. Was yeah. So the, so the so. six. Yeah. So the six weeks like so. So that was just I thought that that was really, really cool. Um, so. So going forward and like I don't usually ask people this question, but I yeah. feel like you've thought about it. So I'm going to ask. Okay. Um, yeah. Do you have a plan for like what is after streaming or in is, honesty? I, of course. Yeah. 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 OK. Um, cool. I, 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 do, do you share yeah. it? Because I'd love to. Yeah, know. of course I will. Okay. I, I would. Um, if I, I've always had that back in my mind plan of going back to school uh, okay. to be able. I know this sounds weird, but it, it kind of matches. But I don't know if I'm going to be fit for it, but I really would like to try. And I would love to become a mortician. Okay. Because that's that cool as job. shit. Yeah, it's a job that is always going to be needed. It's uh, <laughs> especially currently with what's going on. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Uh, yep, but no one's gonna. I'm always with been that. into uh, weird things like that, oddities. I always go to oddity shows and stuff like that. So seeing dismembered parts isn't something that I'm, you know, right. not used to. I'm, I'm, I, I see it all the time. But it's just human remains is something different, and especially if it was yeah. someone close to you, that's something emotionally I might have to get over. It's gonna be hard. Sure. But, uh, yeah, I think being a mortician would be pretty damn cool. 
to become or even an, or an embalming assistant or anything in the death field. I would love to be part of the death field. That's nuts. And like, obviously, like I say that, like, that's crazy cool because you you clearly recognize that it's something you feel like you have a capacity for, which is like mm-hmm. super interesting to me because I definitely I obviously do not have that skill. Like you said all that shit, and I was like, "Fucking nope, uh, uh-uh. uh, no." Yeah, I feel you. So that's I, that's interesting. That makes sense. Like, do you do you feel like that would be sort of the same sort of um, like flow state that you get when you're you're cleaning these VHS tapes? Like, do you feel like when you're working with your hands on something that's that's very like satisfying for you? Yeah, yeah, dude. That's I've always been a hands-on neat. person because. Yeah. Uh, so just a quick tip for me, uh, or not quick tip, a quick fact. Uh, my father has uh, owns a landscaping company. Okay. He has always had me every summer because I was a bad boy. And yep. so he, nope. he had me landscaping with him all summer or since I was like seven years old or eight years old, basically. So until I got old enough and, and, and was much better as a kid. But definitely, I, hands-on work, as much as I hated it, it's just something I've always done for my life. And yeah. I, I get that satisfaction of that. I've done something. I clean something. I help something. It's so super yeah. awesome. I think that I think that finding those unique things about ourselves that like so. So like recently I've been we talked about this in the intro too. like I've been spending more time outside um, and doing yoga and things like that. And that's all. Yeah, that's all stuff that like I always told myself, like, I'm going to do that when I have the time. Um and in reality, that's the shit that I should be doing so that I can enjoy the rest of my time. Because when I when I do the things that I find fulfilling, um, it's so much easier to go about the rest of my day. And so, you know, for me, thinking about life after streaming, um, you know, it's very it's very you know, it's it's similar to like what you're doing. It's, it'd be a very different departure. Right. Like, mm-hmm. um you don't see yourself going back into the creative uh, content space if after, if anything? I think that I would rather have people who have infinitely more energy and attachment to whatever is, like, relevant in the world. I'd rather empower those people um, gotcha. and, uh, you know, let them make the amazing content that they want to make. Um, and I like for me, right, it's about what you find fulfilling. What I have discovered I find fulfilling is, you know, we started King's Coast and the fact that that's growing and eventually it's going to turn into a company that's going to be able to have like 50 employees. Like it's, Congratulations or, or, you know, right? Like, guys. I mean, like Yo! it's going to, it's going to keep, it's going to keep trending that direction. Right. You know, that's how we're building the company. And, and I've found that like that building a business and, giving people jobs and like trying to make it trying to make an impact in the world in a different way is feels really good like when we had pete and wayne on here they talked about how we you know intentionally we intentionally pay over list for coffee so we can help the farmers we you know we we buy from like two or three majority female owned farms was like 99 yeah. and operated by women i th- i believe that's our, that's our farm from mexico and colombia and i believe there's one more and i can't remember that one um, you're getting them outsourced from the straight from the source the yeah so stuff. yeah so we're Hell getting yeah yeah so we so we we try like so to me we do all the stuff with saint jude and that's really cool it's like this very entrepreneurial 
or it's a, it's a very philanthropic like let's all get together and give money and and then on the other side of that we have Kings Coast where we have these economic mechanisms that we can play with to help people directly you know benefit more from the fruit of their incredibly hard work that literally makes our lives function right like nobody's running around okay someone's like i don't like coffee cool you're neat everyone gets it you're great everyone likes that you don't like coffee for the rest of us this literally provides us life and so yep. you know being I just had in my coffee here i was going to be sleepy if i didn't yeah yeah <laughs> so so for me i i think that after streaming it would be really awesome to devote more time to projects like that and discovering other projects um and you know stream whenever a new game comes out right uh, mm -hmm. because i've been doing this for it'll be eight years in january eight years yeah then that's amazing dude you're gonna try to hit that 10 year mark i you don't know, know. <laughs> maybe oh, i'll pass out no, no no uh um no 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 i you know so yeah like january 2013 and and um and so yeah like i i never thought like oh wow i'll be doing this at 34 um which i will be uh so surreal it is surreal like when i got in i thought i was too old anyway i was like oh god i'm like 26 everyone here is That's the perfect time everyone here is everyone here is is like a teenager um that's what we think though when we see our demographics though it's yeah, pretty crazy completely that's yeah and i i proved myself wrong with that right so god this is um so so yeah i've been doing this for that long and i i definitely like it's been a blast <laughs> and I love doing it every day. It's a, it's a lot of fun, but I'm starting to feel the pull of these other things that are equivalently delightful to me. And I want to pursue them as well. And I think, uh, you know, for a while I was really pushing back against that, which is why I loved your open acceptance of your plan, by the way, because for me, it was oh, really dude, hard. Um, it was a hard process for me to be like, oh, I should. Oh, can I even think about like, you know, like, is it okay? Um, so the fact that you were just like, yeah, I know exactly what I want to do and I can't wait. And I, I think that this will be fun um, because it took me, it took me a very long time to get to the point where I could even like verbalize the idea of, of enjoying it took me a while, enjoying something other than streaming. Yeah. Did it take, how long, how long do you think it took you? Uh, definitely during my low points of streaming. I would say when I was trying to re-outsource and see what I was going to do if this was not going to work. Right. Because I hit a really big low, and I was just like, all right, I need to be honest with myself. Um, things turned for the better which, with a change, <clears throat> which I'm very thankful for. And yeah. it's not – all these changes don't work for everyone, but I'm glad it changed, and this one sure. worked for me. Yeah. But uh, definitely, I was thinking in that, in that avenue. Um, and now – I know I already said mortician, but even if that wasn't a thing, it'd be awesome as well to be an owner for of a vintage shop of an older thing. Like, cause again, I'm already have all this. I already have the knowledge. Yeah. So I don't want it to put it to waste. Uh, something that I can definitely close on or that I can let you know is VHS is not dead. My friend, there are people that are still making new movies on VHS. Uh, I don't know if you know the color of space, a new Nicolas Cage film. Okay. I've heard of it. That it just released on VHS. Huh? So I was, I've actually, th thank you for bringing this up. 
Yeah, because uh, this is a question I wanted to ask you. I noticed that there's a trend to like older technology. People are liking, you know, or I guess maybe it's just something that's always happened because, you know, like some look at records, look at records. Right. So do you clearly, but like, do you think VHS is going to come back as like a, a secondary standard of, uh, of like people are like, oh, yeah, I like, uh, like, do you think people are going to start making VHS shit again? Because they're like, oh, the novelty of it is going to be valuable. It can happen. If us. it continues the way it is, it, yes, because the value on it is getting so insane right now that people are going to be seeing that. And they're like, why are we not tapping into that? Because, again, these older films are becoming money. If you get the original versions, people are making yeah. soundtracks, vinyl soundtracks of these original films, and they're selling them for $40 a piece. So if you can make, yeah, mm. if you can make if you can make a, a, a new movie that people love into a VHS, people will pay 20 bucks for it. People will pay 30 bucks for it because it's a collector's item. It becomes something that, and if you do it in yeah. quantities, like yeah. small quantities, a hundred only, that's that, it. That's so interesting. It's like an intersection of so many different things, right? Like, like that limited drop thing that everybody fucking loves. That idea that that it's something that's worth collecting, that it's something unique, that it's something visually unique, and then we have like the democratization of technology, right? Like people can cut a vinyl record in their fucking house if they want yep. to. Now mm-hmm. you couldn't do that before. Man, that is like that is like the smartest fucking thing. <laughs> I'm just saying it's going to be coming up more, so it's really cool. I hope I hope more people see VHS coming out of the the woodwork. So yeah, it'd be awesome. I I certainly am going to be paying a lot more attention. Uh, we're coming oh, towards yeah. the end of our time. Um, so what I like to do here is ask you if there's anything that you wanted to say. If there's any parting words that you have for people, what would you like them to know? I would just say I am honored and thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of this podcast. Uh, And definitely thank you for each and every one of you for spending some time, especially an hour and a half to listen about old technology and a little bit about myself. Uh, But we also got to learn a little bit more about Broman as well, which I'm very thankful for. (laughs) Uh, Pretty much besides that. No, it's it's cool, dude. I get to know you more. I don't get to hang out with you enough. So yeah, we definitely don't get to hang out. Um, Well, now I'm all that's great. (laughs) <laughs> such a nice thing to say um yeah uh daniel thank you so much for tuning in uh thank oh, you so yeah. much for being being a part of this this was um absolutely this is a great conversation i learned so much um it was thank you for being part of it if you're listening it is daniel the demon all one word everywhere on the internet i believe correct yeah correct. Yeah, yeah all right um as always if you uh enjoy this podcast you can rate you can subscribe whatever i don't care more importantly if this made you think of anybody while you were listening to it please share it with them because it will probably make their day um if you thought of somebody who was like oh my god vhs tapes and you don't send this to them you're a jerk don't be a jerk um so until next time i'm professor broman Thank you to Daniel Demon for the incredible uh, for joining us. And uh, if you're watching on Twitch, uh, uh, goodbye. We appreciate you. And uh, we'll talk to you all next time. Bye, chat. Bye, everybody. You're the best. Bye-bye. Bye.